This is the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast interview with Lexi Gutierrez. Still, my ongoing goal is to educate and advocate and just, um, I kind of have this new goal in mind also to just really empower music therapists um, because it, the, there can be burnout and, you know, right now we're having to provide music over a computer and like there's so much to a live connection through music. Um, so I know it's been difficult for myself and I imagine others as well. Um, so just kind of empowering music therapists that we might have to explain what we do every single day and we might be challenged every single day but like we have the best job ever and you're all just doing a wonderful job and I wouldn't be able to do it if everybody else hadn't um you know been doing it already too. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Coyote, and I am a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast. I hope your day is going well and you are ready for an uplifting and inspiring conversation. I loved talking to Lexi about her latest community outreach project, MT Illuminations, and um, just everything she had to say was so inspiring and kind and positive and uplifting. And at the end of this interview, uh, I say, so you'll hear me say it again, but students and interns, you guys have just taken this whole year by the horns and your creativity and um, innovation and passion is so inspiring. So it makes me want to do better (laughs) as a professional. So um, you guys are the future of our field and I am so proud to say that and to watch what you're all creating. Ah, So anyway, I'm just in a state of gratitude right now. Very grateful. If you are enjoying the podcast, please let us know by writing a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. That really helps the show be more visible to other people looking for this type of content. You can also find us on social media. We are at Music Therapy Chronicles on all of the platforms. And consider joining our group on Facebook where you're welcome to start or join a conversation about anything we've talked about in an episode. I'd love to expand on some of these conversations that I've had with guests. What are your thoughts, your impressions? What have you learned? Have you taken a deep dive into any of these topics and gone down a rabbit hole and discovered something else super cool? I want to know. I want to hear from all of you. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Also, 
check out our website, musictherapychronicles.com, and sign up for our newsletter because I have lots of creative ideas and projects coming up and I don't want you to miss them. All right, let's get into this episode with Lexi. Lexi, welcome to the Music Therapy Chronicles. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to have you here today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm loving this blast of warm air lately. Right, right. Where are you right now experiencing this Um, warm front? Yeah, I'm in Columbia, Missouri. So it's been in like the mid to upper 70s most of the week and it's not dropping too cold at night. So it's been like perfect fall weather. All the trees are gorgeous red, yellow, orange colors. Awesome. I'm in um, New England and we had a couple weeks that were like 30s and 40s and then yesterday Mm -hmm. and today we're hitting 60, 70. So I'm with you. I'm like, oh, I'm ready for second summer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Awesome. So to get us started, will you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself even outside of music therapy? Yeah. So I'm originally from the Chicago area. I grew up about an hour-ish north of the city. Um, So I really just love being in big metropolitan populated areas. Um, And then I went to school at Drury University. Um, So I am done with my four years there and now I did a lot while I was there. I was on student government all four years and my junior and senior year, I was our student body president, which was probably one of the best things I've ever done. I just loved it. I got to work with a lot of really awesome people and do some pretty neat things. Um, I was also an RA there and I helped start and then run um, a service organization called the Matthew 25 Project. So I kept myself pretty busy on top of, you know, being a music therapy major, which is (laughs) a lot of work in itself. So um, that's kind of what I've been doing the last few years. And now I'm in Columbia, Missouri at my internship. And I'm about a month from being done. Actually, it was a month yesterday. So, Wow, that's so cool. I want to put a step back and um, did you say the Matthew 25 project was it? Yes. Can you tell me what is that? Yeah, so it was kind of the vision of one of my professors. He had had it for a really long time, and he happened to be one of my professors my freshman year. Um, And we had also just gotten a brand new president at our university, and his wife found out about it and was super involved with it from the get-go, too. Um, So it's a service organization that's based on the verse Um, uh, Matthew 25 verses 35 through 36. So all of our projects kind of revolved around those. Um, So those are the verses about um, visiting the sick, feeding the hungry, giving water to the thirsty. Um, So there were six tenants and we just kind of based all of our projects around those. We did a lot with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, Drury is surrounded by a low income area. So we did a huge community party every single year for the neighborhood around us. And that was always a lot of fun, um, just being able to bring the community together. So that's a little bit more about that. 
I love that. Oh, you are clearly a very involved person in all <laughs> things going on, which is super cool. Thank you. Are there any other experiences from those different um, positions and organizations that you want to talk about? Yeah, I think just being involved in so many different things gave me a lot of skills and opportunities that I wouldn't have gained otherwise. Um, so I loved the music department, but I always wanted to dip my toes into other areas of campus. And then I ended up kind of diving into a few things. So um, student government was probably the thing that I spent most of my time doing. Um, and that was just really neat because in such a small school, I was able to meet with all of our administrators regularly and have like a direct voice for the students and just get projects done and opinions out there. Um, so that was that was a, my passion project, I would say, outside the music department. And then being an RA, I just got to um, help and influence and be friends with a lot of new students and, you know, help them those first few weeks and watch them grow from there. And some of them um, I'm still friends with, so it's not necessarily a job you go into thinking you'll make a lot of friends, especially your senior year. But yeah, um, just being involved in so many different areas is definitely where I made most of my friends. And those are the people I go back and visit as much as I can now. That's so cool and important um, for anyone listening. You know, it's great to have your like music department family, but it's also really cool to have friends outside the music department. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, I was a swimmer in college and some of my best friends who I have kept touch with over the years were also swimmers. So, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's cool to have that non, non-nuclear family in college. Yes. <laughs> so how did you originally find out about music therapy and decide to dive into that, among other things? <laughs> Yeah, so I've been fairly involved in um, volunteering with and just kind of knowing about the special needs population since I was really young. My aunt has worked in a special ed school pretty much since I was born. Um, So I'd go to work with her once in a while and just thought it was super cool. Um, She was a community coach, so she would take her students out into the community. Um, So I always just loved getting to see her do her work. And then as I was in high school, um, I started volunteering at that same school. I worked at two special recreation associations. I later worked at that same school um, once I was old enough to. So, yeah, there was one day that I was just talking to my aunt and I was like, I don't know what I want to do because I love special ed, but music is like my thing. And she's like, we have a music therapist at our school. You should come watch him. And so yeah. I went and observed Mr. Joel K for one day. And I was like, wow, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, so I did some research. I was able to go to the Great Lakes Regional Conference, or like their high school student portion of the day. And I was like, whoa, this is awesome. So I just kind of went from there, did some research, found my school and I have not looked back since. That's so cool. And you said you're about a month away from finishing your internship. I am. um, I'm going to make an assumption here, but most internships are about six months. So that means basically your entire internship has been during, quote, the COVID times. 
It has, yes. What has that been like? It has been an unexpected experience, but I think that it has really just taught me flexibility and just um, really stretching my creativity because I know that if I can do it online, I can do it in person because that's how I've been trained. That's everything I've ever done is in person. So it's really just kind of stretched my imagination, pushed me um, past boundaries. I didn't know I'd ever have to go past um, to deliver those services online. I'd say it's a it's about 50-50 um, clients I see in person versus clients I see online. And it started at a higher ratio of online and is kind of um, we're starting to see individual clients more and more. Um, so I think it's just been um, also a good test of independence because mm-hmm. I don't constantly have a supervisor, internship director, um, and an office around the corner. So it's really been um, a test of how I work on my own, which is a, a skill set that I felt like I already have, but I've really just built a lot during this time. Yeah, that's a really good one that hadn't crossed my mind. Hmm. Are there any um, particular challenges or success stories that you want to share for maybe current interns or people going into internship? Um, yeah, I this? think the biggest challenge is just the technology itself, because if you get kicked out of your session, you're trying to like race back in before the client um, might get off the call or something like that. So just generally, I think technology is a hurdle, but it's also been um, super awesome to be able to use things that I didn't think that I would before. We use Launchpad a lot. It gives them, um, I have a little PowerPoint where they can pick the words of the different sounds and make their own beats. Um, So that's been a fun one that we've been able to use with a few clients. Um, I think our, uh, the biggest success that I've had in online, um, I had a client that I've been working with since the beginning of my internship. Um, We were working a lot on just like rhythm and uh, teaching. It was um, for like leisure skills and self-regulation and whatnot. And um, it was, it wasn't that it wasn't working all the way, but it just felt like there could be more. Um, So we kind of just redid the entire approach that we were taking. And it's been infinitely more successful for the client, uh, for myself and the music therapist that I work with. So it's just been uh, really fun to kind of take that new approach. He's been super into mariachi music recently. So I'm going on like week six of mariachi themed sessions with him, which again, is not something I had ever thought I would do, but um, just being able to bring in different types of music, again, is something that um, has been neat to do over teletherapy. Because if we were in person, he wouldn't have seen my last name on the screen and asked me about it. And that's Mm. kind of how we got into the mariachi theme. So yeah, that's been a very fun client to plan for. That's so cool. I love that. So do you have any um, advice for other interns or prospective interns? Um, I think my biggest piece of advice is just to be um, really open and honest with your internship director and other supervisors that you might work with. Mm. Um, they're going to celebrate your successes with you, but don't try and like 
hide any challenges because now is the time where you're supposed to be challenged and you're supposed to make mistakes and ask those questions. Um, I think that we have a really supportive field. It's not as cutthroat as some others might be where like you can't show any falters. I think that now is your time for those falters. Um, so just let yourself make those mistakes, ask all the questions and always be listening and observing to what they're doing. You're going to pick up a lot by just watching. Um, so yeah, those, uh, those would be my biggest pieces of advice is to just be honest and be ready to learn and be ready to fail and be ready to celebrate. Yeah. Oh, you're full of so many nuggets of wisdom today and I'm loving it. Do you have oh, any, you. oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Do you have any advice for supervisors during this time from your experience? Um, I think that all of my supervisors have done really well with um, just like checking in and giving me feedback on things that I've done well, as well as opportunities for improvement. Um, I think the biggest thing and things that I've also heard from some other interns um, is receiving like criticism with no like uh no indication of what you're doing well. And luckily I haven't had that experience, mm -hmm. um, but I would say that that is one piece of advice um, for supervisors based on my positive experience with it mm -hmm. is giving those criticisms, but also offering praise and reminding them what they're doing well, because it can be such an overwhelming and mm -hmm. scary thing to finish in six months and be out on your own. So I think it's important to remind people what they do well so that they don't um, feel like maybe they made a mistake doing this or they don't know what they're doing because if you've made it this far, you know more than you think you do. Yeah, well said. All right, so you have a passion project that you have launched online. Tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, so one of my things that I have to do during my internship is a community outreach project. And seeing how things are right now, it's kind of hard to plan a big community event or even do small community things because so many of our clients are in at-risk populations that I, um, it wasn't necessarily going to be safe to bring the community together to do something. Um, so I was like, well, we live in a digital world, especially right now. What can I do with that? So I started an Instagram page called Music Therapy Illuminations. Um, the, if you search for it, you can find it that way, or it's MT underscore Illuminations. And I just wanted to be able to spread the word about music therapy, answer questions people might have. Um, so I have some you know, what is music therapy? What do we do? Even though I've been doing it for five months, I feel like I'm still kind of in the starting stages because I'd like this to be a pretty long, long lasting thing. Um, so I have some things like that. I have some music therapy moments. Um, so just spotlights for music therapists and really influential moments that they've had. I have one with you coming up soon. Um, so I'm excited to post that one. I also have some instrument spotlights. So that's been a cool opportunity for me to learn um, just about the origins of the instruments that we're using. So many of them have like deep cultural roots. And so that's been really neat to just learn about music therapy um, across the world as well. So 
that's been fun. And I started it originally to try and kind of like educate and teach non-music therapists about it. But I, um, once I started it and as I've kind of just watched my followers, um, like what kind of accounts are following me, it's almost all music therapists, which I wasn't expecting, but it's actually kind of cool because I think that's a really um, neat way to network that we haven't necessarily had mm. in the past. That's how I connected with you was over Instagram. So um, yeah, it's it started out as a way to teach others, but now it's kind of a way to teach myself and also teach other music therapists, learn from other music therapists when I'm scrolling through their feeds. So there's, there's a lot of things that this project can be. And I think that I'm still figuring out all of the potential that it has and how I can make the most of all that potential. Yeah, oh, I love that. So a couple of thoughts crossed my mind. One of mm -hmm. them is now escaping me. Oh, oh, now it's back. Um, your instrument highlights are such an awesome resource for us as music therapists too, to like check out and get like some information and then dive in more if we want to about that kind of uh -huh. stuff. Cause we talk about cultural humility all the time and needing to have this knowledge and, you know, broad scope of practice. So you are creating just a really great resource for us. Um, and thank, oh, thank you, you for including me in your moments. Uh, and you reminded me of her name is escaping me. But the, the the intern behind music therapy ed now, um, mm, yes, her vision yeah. was to create uh, aesthetic posts that we as music therapists can share to our stories per se, and then kind of like um, indirectly educate our family and friends about what we're doing mm -hmm. kind of a thing. So, uh, what you're doing is a lot like that too, which is awesome because it, it's less uncomfortable than at a family party. Someone saying, what do you do again? Or yeah. what is that weird <laughs> thing that, you know, jingles in your bed, like whatever. Um, it's just like, you know, they're scrolling through doing their thing and it's like, Oh, this is what Lexi does during the day. And this is uh -huh. what that instrument is uh, and where it comes from. So yeah, I think what you're doing is really great. Thank you. I think my favorite instrument spotlight I've done so far is the Cocorico. That's one of my favorite instruments anyways. Um, but I learned it's from Japan and the ones that they make there are actually like huge. Like the, the ones that we usually use in our sessions are those handheld ones, but, um, some of the ones that they make there and that they um, that they make more authentically have like huge handles um, and you need like your entire arm strength to move them. So that that's probably been my favorite and the most unexpected thing that I learned when I was doing specifically the inst instrument spotlights. Yeah. Oh, how cool. I can just see that turning into like some type of research project or, you know, there's so many different different avenues that that could take you down. Mm -hmm. So what is your, your vision for the future for MT Illuminations? I think my, my vision is kind of the same as where I started, um, which is just to educate people and advocate for the field. So um, the two kind of go hand in hand. The more you teach, the more people know and understand that what we do is legit because that's a constant thing that we're always going to... Uh, 
kind of have an ongoing battle with, but it's also so exciting to get to tell other people about what we do. Um, so I think that that's kind of just still my ongoing goal is to educate and advocate and just, um, I kind of have this new goal in mind also to just really empower music therapists um, because it the there can be burnout and, mm. you know, right now we're having to provide music over a computer and like there's so much to a live connection through music um so i know it's been difficult for myself and i imagine others as well um so just kind of empowering music therapists that we might have to explain what we do every single day and we might be challenged every single day but like we have the best job ever and you're all just doing a wonderful job and i wouldn't be able to do it if everybody else hadn't um you know been doing it already too so uh, i guess that's another new goal is to just empower and um reassure the field that what we do is the best uh the best job that i could think of Love that. So true. And you you said it so wonderfully because, yes, we do have the best job in the world, even if it doesn't feel like it every day. So, yeah. you know, that, the burnout is real and we all get it. Um, but it's good to know that your page is like a space to go and get re-inspired. So thank you for doing that for, um, for us as a collective. We need that. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And I, I think that the my vision is constantly changing, but my goal is always going to stay the same. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the, the nice thing about virtual um, anything is, you know, you mm -hmm. can adapt with, with what's going on and with what's inspiring you and um, with what's helping people the most in that moment. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to dive into before we get into our rapid fire questions? Um, I think that covers most of it. Um, yeah, my internship is almost done and I've just been able to learn a lot there. And this project has been a lot of fun. I've also been doing another community outreach project. Um, so for several years, I worked at uh, an organization called Warren Special Recreation Association. It's back home. And so I knew that they had been doing mostly virtual programming or they were doing all virtual programming. And now they have like once or twice a week in-person things. Um, but when I started, it was all online. And so I was like, wow, this is a community that I've learned a lot from and like has given me so much knowledge and experience uh, working with this population. I'd love to be able to do something with them. So I've been doing uh, virtual music with them since uh, June or July. I think we started in July and it was just going to be a quick three week thing. And now we're in November and we still do it every single week. Um, so that's been really fun to get to see a lot of those participants that I've known for years and years and years now and haven't been able to see as much now that I live in Missouri and I've been away the last few summers doing other things. So um, that's been really uh, fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And if you're talking about filling up your cup, I get to do that every Friday morning. And that fills me up for the entire next week until I get to see them again. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I love that that has continued. Uh, it's always hard when like, you know, something happens and inspiring and um, 
uplifting sessions like that have to end. So I am mm-hmm. so happy that you're being able to continue that. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun and they have so much fun with it every week. I can just see it as they're dancing around and singing songs that I did not think they would know. This last week we did a complete like 50s, 60s, 70s throwback and they knew most of the songs and were singing along. So um, that was a fun day. Disney is always a big hit and we just got done with all our Halloween music. So there's just there's always new ideas that I have for them. So I've just been really excited to have the opportunity to do that and that um, this agency that I used to work for is letting me do it because uh, I know so, some people might be burnt out of doing things online, but um, it's just been a huge blessing and reassurance to get to do this one every single week. Yeah, so true. And I, from my experience, when I have like one inspiring session or one inspiring client that fuels my creativity for other sessions that are like making me feel a little more burnt out and worn. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. Are you ready for the rapid fire? Yes. All right. The first question is coffee or tea? Coffee. Yes. I used to not like coffee and then junior year of college hit and now I love it. (laughs) Early bird or night owl? Night owl. I also just realized uh, junior year, was that when you became student body president? Yes. (laughs) When you started drinking coffee? (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is not a correlation that I had ever made, but I'm <laughs> absolutely sure that had something to do with it. All right. I'm going to ask again just so I get your answer again. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Something you would tell your younger self? Just uh, keep doing what you're doing. I think that I um, involved myself in a lot of things when I was young that kind of set me up on a track where I am now and there were times where I questioned it but just keep doing what you're doing and don't ever question your strength Mm. good one your music therapy elevator speech oh yes okay I love doing this so music therapy is uh when we help people reach non-music goals through the Mm -hmm. use of music Uh, We work with all sorts of populations from the NICU up through hospice. I personally work primarily with uh, individuals with disabilities. Um, So that has been a lot of fun for me. And one thing that I do with that is I might be teaching a kid their colors. So instead of being like, here's red, learn this red card, um, we can use a piano and color code the piano. And then they just have to follow um, first color to color and then word to color and then um, you can start generalizing that skill so that's just one example but we do a lot of things yeah oh what a good one I don't know if I've ever gotten to that question and have someone say I love doing this (laughs) (laughs) usually the response especially from seasoned professionals is oh man (laughs) I'm glad I'm glad you have that answer and you're excited to provide it whenever asked Yes, definitely. I've I've been able to strike up some really interesting conversations when I just mention that I do music therapy because the response is usually, 
what's that? And I'm like, oh, well, let me tell you about it. Um, so I was working a part-time job during part of my internship. And so if I was talking to customers, I'd sometimes just mention that to start a conversation. And I was able to tell a lot of people that I wouldn't have otherwise ever encountered. So now there's, I don't know how many more people that know about music therapy. That's so cool. I um, have a pin on my guitar bag and it says music therapy question mark ask me and oh, awesome. that's a good conversation starter but one time I walked into a session with a group that I had been doing for like a year and one of the students goes what's music therapy <laughs> and I was like well, well what do we do every week like that's music therapy <laughs> yeah I think it's kind of cool when our clients don't necessarily think of it as a therapy and just think of it as a fun thing that they get to do every week. Yeah. Um, so it's it's neat when they do know and understand um, the full therapeutic aspects, but I think it's also neat and cool when they don't realize that they're doing therapy and working on their goals and just think that they're having fun every single week. Yeah. Just like you said with the red color, you know, it's... um. They get to play the piano. So yes. it's not like they're it's not like they're practicing colors as, as yep. intensely, even though they are. Yeah. We know, but <laughs> we trick them with the music. That's an elevator speech right there. <laughs> <laughs> What's music therapy? We know, but we trick them with the music. Yes. Uh. That should be on a sticker. <laughs> if I ever do merch, can I use it? Yes. Definitely. Or, or there's that'd be a good um a good post on Empty Illuminations. You could oh, make yeah. that go in a lot of different humorous spins. Yeah, I might have to do that one soon. <laughs> I'll keep an eye out. All right, your favorite self care practice. Recently, it's been reading and hammocking. So mm. I found a park here that I really, really like. I have my specific spot along this little creek, and I just bring my book out there. I, I've always loved to read, but I have recently really loved hammocking. So that's been my go-to self-care. Yeah. Are you reading anything good right now? I am. I'm reading a book called The 13th Tale. Uh, it's about an author who uh, wrote this book called The 13th Tale, but there were only 12. And um, there's like limited numbers of editions with that title. But um, she doesn't go by her actual name. She's given her, quote, life story to hundreds of reporters, but they're always different and they're never right because she likes to keep a fairly private life. But um there's kind of this new up and coming writer who she's gotten in contact with and um, she's telling her full true story to this young woman and telling her 13th tale. So yeah, it's been really fun to read. Yeah. Oh, I might have to check that out. Something that's currently adding value to your life. I think my friends and family, uh, definitely, because um, I live on my own. I uh, had never been to Columbia before I moved here. So um, just having that network of support and we talk so much um, right now about, you know, teletherapy on Zoom, but there's so many options to connect with people, you know, not for therapy, just to be able to talk to people. Um, so 
yeah, my my friends and family are my network of support, and they have definitely pulled me through, carried me through, celebrated all the good things that have happened uh, these last few months and even before them. But uh, these last few months in particular, they have definitely been uh, filling my cup. Good. It's so important to have that support network, even mm-hmm. virtually when you're um, alone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, especially right now. Yes. Your favorite intervention or song to use in a session? I really love using Best Day of My Life. I think that it can be um, used on, you know, a really good day when you're celebrating something that's happened with a client, or it can be used in the ISO principle when your client's kind of having a bad day and you've got to build them up to that point where they're having the best day of their life. And there's just so many things that you can do with that song. So there's only three chords mm. and they're really easy chords. It's D, G, and B minor. So um, I've used boom whackers with it. I'm teaching one of my clients piano with that. I'm about to introduce it um, with an older adult group that I'm working with. Um, so there's just so many ways to use that song. You can use it for instrument play cueing every time I say best play your instrument um, so there's just so many applications and it's such an easy song um, with high energy so I've loved that song for a lot of interventions yeah those are so many great ideas right there too to use it thank you for sharing this mm-hmm. all right the last question is how can listeners find you and connect with you yeah, so I have my uh, music therapy Instagram page. Um, so that's probably the best way to connect with me on, um, yeah, on, on a social media level. Um, I would recommend you check that out. And I also um, have an email if that's more your speed. Um, it's just my name at gmail.com. So Lexi Gutierrez at gmail.com. Cool. I will have all of that stuff linked um, and, of course, your Instagram page so that people can mm-hmm. look all look through all the resources you have and uh, share them and feel inspired and connected and learn, too, from what you're putting yeah. out there. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much for making the time to be on the show and for um, contributing to our field so much. It's, it's great to see what... Um, what everyone's doing. And it's also really inspiring to see the ideas that students and interns are coming up with too, because for those of us who have been in the field and like this COVID stuff was thrown at us, I think a lot of us have felt really overwhelmed and um, worn down by it. But you guys are just like, yes, bring it on. Like we're ready (laughs) and we're going to take on internship during COVID and we're going to do Zoom classes. And I'm also going to start an Instagram account and teach all the people who have been doing this for 20 years because I can. (laughs) So thank you so much for, um, for doing that, for, for empowering and inspiring us. Well, thank you. And like I said before, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing if all the other music therapists out there hadn't kind of paved the way for me. So thank you for all the work that you're doing and all the work that music therapists out there are doing. Of course. That was very humble. Very, very humble thing to say. (laughs) Awesome. Well, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. And thank you for having me on. Of course. I'm glad to. Bye. Bye. 
I am just feeling so light and um, inspired after that conversation, ready to take another um, attempt at telehealth this week. I'm the week of this recording, I'm going to say I was pretty burnt out. It's been a rough week, but after talking with Lexi, I, I feel inspired to try new things, be more creative and innovative again, and um, have a better week. <laughs> and now I know that I can check out her page anytime I'm feeling this way to just get my wheels turning on instruments I can be learning about or other people's inspiring music therapy stories or just other empowering messages that I might need in a moment. If you're enjoying the show, please let us know again by writing a review on iTunes. Uh, If you're looking for another way to support the show, please consider becoming a patron on patreon.com. Those contributions really help the podcast production. Uh, It allows me to put more audio content out each month um, to do things with the website and to just be able to have more creative projects in the works. And um, I so appreciate them. So if you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash music therapy chronicles. And by becoming a patron, you get the exclusive opportunity to ask guest questions. So if there's a guest you really want to have on the show and you have a ton of questions for them, that's your gateway to do that. Um, And I'd love to have more of your questions on the show instead of just the ones that pop into my head. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. Check out our newsletter and you can sign up for that on our website. And if you or someone you know is interested on being interested in being on the show, please let me know by sending an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com. Our quote this week reads, get into the habit of asking yourself, does this support the life I'm trying to create?